Hey, Seattle hockey fans, Eric Lindsay Ayala here, your host of Locked on Kraken. We're going to talk about the loss to the Colorado Avalanche. There were some really not so great things. There were some really great things. But my overall takeaway from the game is this. The NHL still does not know what a kicking motion actually is. All that and more coming up on Tuesday's episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey again, Seattle hockey fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Kraken. Thank you for making us one of your podcast listens of the day. I'm your host, Eric Lindsay Ayala. Oh, man. Oh, man. I just, after all that practice, I'm very disappointed in the first goal that the Seattle Kraken gave up. We're going to talk about that. But let's talk about Philip Grubauer, okay? Because, you know, I'm critical of, of Gruby on this year podcast. I feel that he is uncomfortable. Uh, I just don't know that he is having the best communication with his teammates. Is that coming from them? Is that coming from him? Is it coming from both? He certainly doesn't talk to the media very much. Uh, you know, a man of few words, which I can totally respect. My man came through with his old Colorado pads and was phenomenal, phenomenal in net. Philip Grubauer made 28 saves on 32 shots faced. 0.886 save percentage. And some of those were big saves, okay? They were big, big, big saves. Overall, um, I just thought he had a really good game for the Seattle Kraken. You saw that the Avalanche had 35 shots overall to the Seattle Kraken's uh, 26. So I talked about possession. Seattle did not win the possession game. Uh, I talked about uh, playing team defense, and you heard yesterday that, um, you know, we heard Dave Haxtell talk about eliminating a rush. The first goal by Nicholas Abe Kubel. <laughs> there were so many defensive breakdowns. I want to get into that a little bit later, but Grubauer, Gruby, if you can play like that more often. We should win more games, but I liked his play. I liked his play. He likes playing in the Mile High City, obviously. Let's hear from uh, Dave Haxtell post-game about Grubauer and about what we saw on the ice. You know, I, I thought Gruby was uh, – that is really good tonight. If you go through the four goals, you know, first goal, there's you know, there's not an opportunity. The second one is a rebound where you know they're just a little stronger on their stick and getting to it than we are. Um, you know, and, and the, you know, the third and fourth goals, uh, third goal, he has no opportunity on, um, you know, that one, that one is a, is a puck that should have been fronted in front of him, um, you know, before it ever got to the post, uh, and there was any rebound created, you know, and the fourth one is a, is a heck of a shot on, on an outnumbered situation. Let's hear from the man himself, Philip Grubauer, hands down 
was the uh, highlight of this game. And he sounded a lot different in the presser. Um, let's take you over to what Philip Grubauer said after the 4-3 loss to his former team, Colorado Avalanche. Philip, there were, there were times tonight uh, when you were in the middle, you were on a roll making some big saves. The crowd was even getting behind you at times. You could hear Gru like it was a climate pledge arena at times. And I'm wondering what that felt like for you to experience that again, being back here. And second, I mean, is, is that something, even at this stage of your career, you've been in the league a long time, that you can you can build off something like that, a positive experience a night like this? Yeah, um, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure if there were boos or grues uh, <laughs> coming back here, but um, if it was a grew, um, no, I definitely, uh, definitely appreciate that. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what to say, even in Seattle, but coming back, I don't even play here anymore. And the love um, and the appreciation of the support I got in here, it's, it's been incredible. And um, Denver is always a special place in my heart and especially the fans too. And, and the people that come out, not to only see, see us play, but to only uh, see me play. So um, I'm, I, I don't even know what to say. It feels amazing for sure. And definitely, even though we didn't get the win personally, we can, we can, I can build on, on a, on a game like that for sure for sure we had a couple really good uh, practice days we practiced hard the intensity was there and the goal for us was to translate that into into the game tonight we haven't played in a long time so that's a little bit difficult on his own but uh, um, they're they're a really fast team and we did a really good job um, for the most part of keeping them to the outside they they have so many skilled guys and you got to always read the situation but um, we did some really good things and yeah, on to the next one yeah I think Gruby felt comfortable that is not a Philip Grubauer that we see very often and you know my eye test of him just not feeling comfy I think he, there's you know I don't know what the stat is for that but he looked comfortable he looked happy coming up next though I almost feel like Grubauer's emotion set the tone for the rest of the press conference because I don't I just felt like uh there was a lot of give us, you know, give us the the positive takeaways from this game. And Philip Grubauer was the positive takeaway, but there were some not so great things. And actually, Dave Haxtell, I think kept it real. And I appreciated it. So we're going to get into the not-so-great things about this ultimately loss. After all that practice, we get a loss. And again, some really bad, odd rushes in front of Philip Grubauer. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're the person who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oil will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harm. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and they have a low impact on the planet. Primal Origin Oils make balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the U.S. of A. The comb kits make a great holiday gift. The comb kits are a great gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you got it. So, uh, 
We know every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you, yes, you with your beard, to compare their ingredients to the feel that you have in your beard when you use other products. And they promise you will see and feel the difference. So head over to primaloriginoil.com and use promo code locked on, and that will get you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Promo code locked on for 20% off at Primal Origin Oils. So let's talk about the bad. Ryan Donato, you know I love you. But uh, JT Brown gave you the credit, said you were coming off of a shift. But that first goal, that first goal by Nicholas Abe Kubel, it was nasty. Tic-tac-toe right in front of Grubauer. There's nothing that he could do there. He got screened. Uh, Ryan Donato late on the forecheck because he wasn't hustling back. So after a week of practice, that we know included some type of conditioning and, you know, puck battles because our good man RJ was reporting um, and giving us the, the post-practice lowdown. I cannot express the level of disappointment I felt deep within my body when I saw that that was the first goal allowed. That can't happen. That cannot happen. It just can't. Not after a week of plus of practice. Not after all of that practice. Come on. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. What I did like is that Marcus Johansson scored on the power play. Jared McCann, oof, from the hash along the boards. What a goal that was. And Colin Blackwell scored. So at the end of the second, or I should say, uh, about, you know, six minutes in to the second period, or excuse me, with six minutes remaining in the second period, the Seattle Kraken are up three to one. I liked that. What I didn't like is what happened after that. Nicholas Obe Kubel gets his fourth goal of the season, his second goal of the game, and then it's all Colorado after that. It's all Colorado after that. Love that we had a 3-1 lead. Hate that we blew a 3-1 lead. And if you take away that first goal, which absolutely shouldn't have happened, and if the NHL would get its life together and actually figure out what the freak and a, a, a kicking motion is, then what are we talking about? That's two of four goals erased and eliminated. One because we were hustling, and another because those are the rules. But don't take my word for it. Here's what Philip Grubauer had to say about kicking motions. Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of positives out of that game, even though we you know, didn't win and didn't get the points. I think there's a, a lot of good things we can take out of this. Um, on the third one, I don't know what the definition of a, a kick-in is. Um, you can answer that for me, or maybe you can find an answer for me. I don't know. But, um, yeah, a lot of good things. We got to build on that. I'm with you, Gruby. I'm with you. But like I said, it was Dave Haxtell that kept it the realest of them all. Here's what he had to say 
um, about this game. And it's about, you know, it's about winning a hockey game. And and we were in position to do that. Uh, we obviously did a lot of uh, real positive things, you know, to, to put ourselves into that position. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll obviously, you know, we'll, we'll address those. And, and those are, you know, those are good things. Um, there's also two or three things that, you know, we have to address that, uh, that cost us this hockey game when we were in position to, uh, uh, you know, to walk away with two points proud of a lot of the efforts that were put out, um, you know, and, and, you know, we, you know, we did, as I said, we, we played a pretty darn good hockey game, but at the end of the day, you have to address what the, what the result is. Uh, you know, we, we didn't come here to play a good hockey game You know, we came to win a hockey game. So, you know, like I said, there, there has to be a balance. Um, and, you know, with where we're at, we're going to, we're going to address the positives uh, and we'll also, you know, very directly and honestly, you know, direct, uh, directly uh, address the things that we need to do better and the situations, um, you know, that we can affect, you know, throughout this hockey game to put ourselves in a better spot. Andy, I, Hey Dave, I'm, I'm assuming you would agree that there are no moral victories in this game, but even though this was a loss and there are some things you've mentioned you want to clean up, is, is this a stepping stone kind of a game? Do you think even in a loss that you built some things that, that you can count on going forward? Well, there's, there's a, you know, there's a lot of pieces of, of this game that, you know, are exactly how we need to play the game. Um, but, you know, again, as I said, you know, we're, you know, it's, it's about a complete hockey game. This is a tough building to win in. These guys are good here. They're, they're a hell of a team. Um, I, for sure, I take nothing away from, you know, from them in any way, shape or form, but this is about us. Uh, and that's what, uh, you know, as we'll dire- really direct our attention to. Uh, and I, you know, I'll say it again, Andy, there's, you know, there's going to be a balance. You know, we're going to we're going to look at the look at the good, look at the positives, make sure we, you know, continue to talk about those and build off of those. But, you know, again, you have to directly, um, you know, look at, you know, a couple of the uh, the individual and, and systematic, uh, you know, things that uh, that, you know, that ultimately led to us losing the hockey game here tonight. So, um, you know, that's that's uh, that's the long and short. Ryan Clark. Dave, you're saying odd man rushes was one of the things you wanted to address. What's some, what's that second thing you want to address? And what's an example of tonight of that second thing where when you look at it, you say this made a difference. Well, you know, the, there's a, you know, as I look through this game, you know, our specialty teams did a heck of a job. Um, you know, we had good pushback at, at the right times. Um, you know, we, we answered on a lot of shifts uh, where we needed to push and turn the momentum defensively. You know, in our zone, we we wanted to push things to the outside uh, and do a good job there. Uh, for for the most part, we did that. Um, you know, for me, the second area that I always look at is you know just our the efficiency of our puck play, the hardness of uh, of what we're you know the things that we're doing with the puck and the directness of that. Uh, that includes Ryan. That includes coming out of our zone, and it also includes into the offensive zone. I thought we had periods tonight where we were we were good. We were simple offensively. Uh, we were directing pucks to the net. We, you know, we scored a couple goals because of it. Uh, there were other times where I thought we got away from it a little bit. So that's, you know, that's another area uh, away from the defensive side, more on the offensive side that uh, that we'll continue to uh, to push on. And there you have it, Grubauer. Nothing he could do about the first goal. Uh, you know, not much that he could do by the other two, including the kick-in goal. And the the fourth and final goal, sometimes you get beat. It wasn't a it wasn't bad goaltending by Grubauer. It was a great shot. 
You know, that was Nazim Kadri. It was a nasty shot. But did you hear what Dave Haxtell said? That basically they were in transition from 175. You know, Jeff, we we yeah. uh, we gave up. We you know against a team like this, um, you know you have to be diligent in in being above and not giving up those outnumbered situations. It, it happened sporadically throughout this game, um, you know, and and you know the the most obvious one being uh, the uh, you know the game winning goal. Uh, you know, that, uh, you know, that we gave up the, you know, the outnumbered really from 175 feet away. So um, that's one area that, uh, that will be addressed and we'll, we'll address that tomorrow. Those are, you know, those are areas that uh, patience, you know, patience is, is a big part of the game. Um, You know, as this thing was, was tied up, uh, we don't need to score the next shift or, or two or three minutes later there, you know, there's time left and, you know, you take what the game gives you and we pushed a little bit too hard and it, uh, it cost us 175 feet. And he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. Too many players back checking, not enough players there on the four check in defensive position. What are you doing, guys? What are you doing? And quite honestly, I'm not here for this line of questioning that's asking what the moral victories are. I'm sorry. I love the Seattle Kraken media corps. And as someone who's not able to be there, at least not on this side of the Olympics, um, I, I really respect the crap out of, out of what's happening there. But, um, you know, someone asked Dave Haxtell, well, you know, you weren't pleased with some of what's happening. What, what is it supposed to be perfect? And I was like, what? What? No, it has to be. It doesn't have to be perfect. But <laughs> you have to get the basics right. You heard Dave Haxtell talking about exits and entries and transitions, both for the Seattle Kraken and if and when they're in position to eliminate transitions from, in this case, Colorado. They weren't in good position. It's not about being perfect. It's about being effective. And, I mean, when it comes to what perfection looks like with eliminating eliminating odd man rushes, you either eliminate the odd man rush or you don't. There's not like a grading, there's not like a gradual scale of well, I mean, it kind of worked out. No, did you do it or did you not do it? You didn't do it. We want you and need you to do it. In a game like that, that cost us the first goal. At what what time did that goal come in? And this is another thing. At five, six minutes into the game, you're giving up an odd, you're giving up an odd man rush. And uh, what? How how are you tired? How are you tired? How are you tired after an entire week plus of practice? How are you tired? Okay, maybe the line end of a shift. Okay, da, 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 da. you're six minutes into the game. Was Ryan Donato on the ice for all six minutes? No. Donato, I love you. Seattle Kraken, I love you. But I didn't like that, and I'm not willing to make excuses. I'm with Haxtell. I'm with Dave on this one. 
I'm not making excuses. McCann too. McCann also wasn't standing for it. And I think that's the right, I think that's the right call. I think that's the right call. As I told you earlier in the show, um, tomorrow we have a squad cast. We have the amazing Dane, host of Locked on Stars, that's going to join me, and we're going to get you ready for all things about the Jamie Alexiak revenge game. But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, oof, there was some news around hockey. I'm going to keep you updated on what we know, or what I wish I didn't know, and um, yeah, just some big news around the league. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue to march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sporting wagering, all the best sports wagering in 2022. New year, new updated web, uh, website and interface. Use your mobile device, your desktop, your laptop, but make sure you use promo code locked on when you sign up. And you will get, when you sign up, and you will get a 50%, 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. But you got to make sure you use promo code locked on from football, basketball, and of course, the NHL. Bet Online has so many amazing offers, so don't wait to take advantage of them all. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Yeah. Can you tell I was bothered in that last segment? Frustrating. Philip Grubauer deserved to feel good about his performance. The Seattle Kraken, not so much. I loved that little spurt of three goals. I want to see more of that for sure. But Dave Haxel, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Some of that stuff can't happen. Does it have to be perfect? What? Come on. I know. I'm being a little bit... And I don't like to criticize most of the time. I don't like to criticize other journalists because, you know, the job is hard. And sometimes we ask questions to evoke, you know, but that was just weird to me. Anyway, what is also weird to me is that apparently the Edmonton Oilers are thinking of picking up a Vander Kane. You know, I know there's a lot of allegations surrounding a Vander Kane with his uh, domestic situation. I'm not going to talk about that here because I don't, I don't know what's happening there. But it's been reported multiple times that Evander Kane has not followed COVID protocol, traveled across Canadian border whilst COVID positive, and that he forged his vaccination card at minimum at minimum if i'm uh, removing myself from how i feel about the entire health and safety protocol situation that the world is in right now even if i could remove that aspect of my personality professionally personally the nhl is postponing games, not only because of COVID positive tests, but also because of a lack of uh, admittance of fans into arenas. And you have a guy 
that is willing to, because of his positive test results, in theory, infect other people so that they are positive. At minimum, that is creating a scheduling nightmare, which is the last thing any NHL owner and certainly anyone in the league office wants right about now. So I don't know what Edmonton is thinking, um, but good luck with that. Other news, um, I'm going to, this is not great news, and then I'll end with something a little more positive. But there are two um, officials, off-ice officials, that are alleging that they were fired for being whistleblowers on racism. That's the headline from Rick Westhead over at TSN Hockey. One of the things that really stood out to me here was, um, well, a few things, but one of the things is that um, the lawsuit says that there was a female off-ice official from another city that was terminated by the NHL shortly after reporting sexual harassment at work. These two, the plaintiff, plaintiffs, if you will, excuse me, allege that uh, they were promised that they would be protected under the NHL's whistleblower policy that the league um, has. And so once they were promised protection under the whistleblower protect uh, or the whistleblower policy, they provided recordings of former off-ice official Pat DiLorenzo Jr. Um, exhibiting racially discriminatory behavior. After that, the um, two plaintiffs were fired February 7th, 2020. And then this is what really got me. Like, this is what really, really got me. Quote, the NHL refused to provide Okoiak with a copy of the messages the lawsuit alleged. Um, so Wakoiak, and I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, is one of the plaintiffs, David Wakoiak and James Watkins, former crew officials who worked for the NHL in Tampa Bay. Oh boy, hockey, this is why we say you have a problem. This is disturbing to hear. This is disturbing to hear. You know, and and uh, when everything that was going down with the Chicago Blackhawks, you heard Gary Bettman and others say, oh, well, you know, this happened 10 years ago with Akeem Aliu, same thing. Oh, well, you know, we're being asked to respond to something that happened 10 plus years ago. The lawsuit came after they were fired in 2020, but up through 2020, and according to the lawsuit, they're saying that they have proof and they had been trying to report about this racially derogatory language for years. What's going on? What the heck is going on? I want to know what's going on. So you best believe I will be following this story. I've already spoken to some people from around Locked On. We're going to get you back to that. But you might have remembered the Women of Locked On Roundtable. We were talking about the release of, not the Kraken, <laughs> but the women's national team roster, the United States women's national team roster. Let me tell you, if there were a gold medal for roster releases 
for a women's national team, the United States would not reach the podium because Canada had a fantastic release of the schedule. And I'm going to be talking to Ann Kimmel and perhaps a few other people. We're going to get more into the roster for Hockey Canada. Um, some pretty exciting names, some pretty interesting names that were left off. Then you had a veteran that didn't make the roster but had such a touching message and lesson learned from the experience. We're going to talk about that coming up in future episodes of Locked on Kraken, but we are going to end today's show tomorrow. We have that squad cast because it's a what? You got it. It's a Seattle Kraken game day. I hope you had fun with your foghorn or lightsaber or I don't know. We that, That's the Seattle Kraken game day noise. Unlocked on Kraken. Um, we're going to do all of that with, again, Dane is going to uh, be with me, squad casting it up. So we get you ready for that game tomorrow. So look for that episode. It will go up much earlier than these last two have gone. Uh, Dane and I took care of that already. Also, that's why you see me wearing the same outfit. But anyway, you don't need to know about production and whatnot. You know where we're going with this. We're closing out the show with first, now that you've listened to Locked on Kraken, go listen to Locked on Bets with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. And after you do that, reminder, a reminder as always, even when I'm a little bit frustrated like Dave Haxtell, in this case, kind of the narrative around the loss, we still, though, love our beat. We still love our team. And we love this franchise because we hold fast. We stay true. And at the end of every day and every podcast, we say together, let's go Kraken. I'll see you tomorrow.